Goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. All right. So, this is you because you're odd. Welcome to The Strange and Unusual, where we discuss the strange and unusual. This is episode 41 of our series, Seeking Out the Weird, the Unexplained, and the Devious from Around the World. I'm Roya. And I'm Casey. And today we will be talking about Pakistan. So, what are you going to be talking about, Casey? I'm going to be talking about the Persian princess found in Pakistan. Vague. I like it. I know. It's a mummy story. I told you. I like dead bodies. It's my thing. My story also involves a corpse. Are we talking about the same thing? I mean, I sure hope not. Are you talking about the Persian princess? Not that it has come up to my search as that at all. Okay. That was a close one. Close call, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for the day that we finally, like, accidentally cover the the same thing. Or that like, wasn't intentional. Like, you're talking about the person who murdered the body that I'm talking about. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> to accidentally like not have it be one of the the fives episodes where yep. it's like us talking about a unified common thing. Yep, yep. But no, I am not talking about a mummy uh, oh, at any well. capacity as far as I'm aware. Well, mine is not exactly a happy story. But it's not horrible. So if yours is awful like it always is, please go ahead. Roy is doing true crime. That normally is pretty bad. <laughs> Sometimes right. it do be like that. So in 2011, 24-year-old uh, Syra Parveen died of throat cancer. Ooh, that's a shitty way to start the story. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you're welcome. Little could she or anyone in her life know the snowball effect her death would ultimately have. So when her family went to visit her grave, keep a few days after she had been buried, keep in mind she was only 24, so she was very young, they found that the gravesite had been ca- had caved in and that there were clear signs that the dirt had been disturbed. Holy fuck. You said this is 20- 2011, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. There's no way we're talking about the same thing, but Jesus Christ, that was really close. (laughs) (laughs) They opened the grave the rest of the way and discovered that the body had been taken. Hmm. The police's investigations led them back to the Ali brothers. Arif and Faramon Ali lived with their father and sisters. Arif was sleeping when the police showed up at their house, and Faramon was not at home and his bedroom was suspiciously locked. So the police got access to the room after talking to the father, and when they opened the room, all they could smell was the stale smell of cooking and dead flesh. Ew. Here is a colorful quote from the head inspector. (laughs) Oh, God. Quote, In the middle of the room, I saw a cooking pot, which was half full of meat curry. Nearby was a wooden board, a butcher's axe, (laughs) and a large kitchen knife. Bits of fat clung to the board as well as the blade of the axe. 
The food, having been left out, had also attracted ants, and they followed the ants under the bed. Under the bed, they found a couple of bags of fertilizer, and behind them, in a gunny sack, they found the bottle of Syrah. More colorful quotes! Oh, gosh. It still gives me the creeps. They had been... They had chopped off one of her legs below the knee and the other one near the shin. The rest of the body was still intact. The curry was made from those parts. Oh. We got it analyzed at a laboratory in Multan. Yep. Cannibals, motherfuckers. People curry. I don't know. Which is better? People curry or people runny pizza? I mean, people runny pizza just sounds really fun. So why'd they do it? They were hungry. No, they met a sorcerer Oh, who taught them how to cast spells. And one of the requirements was that they eat human flesh. Mm. The brothers were taken a trial and they were never examined by a psychiatrist for any personality disorders. Their lawyer had no interest in trying to prove that they were innocent when they oh. clearly weren't. Okay, well... So instead, he decided to put his effort into just getting them the minimum jail term, which he was able to do. They served two years in jail for the desecration of a corpse, as Pakistan did not have any laws about cannibalism at the time. Is this like (laughs) Just like Germany. Yeah, I was going to say. Their lawyer also reported in the sickest burn, (laughs) they are not insane. They're just dumb. (laughs) god i love that i love that for them so there we're done right super weird brothers committing the ultimate taboo that's all right definitely completely all i imagine they did it again i can't they only got two years at least until 2014 yeah arif and fairman found themselves on the wrong side of the law again when the head of a three-year-old boy was found in their home. Three. Wow. The they were poli- going for the veal. People veal. <laughs> veal pull. <laughs> I hate that for so many reasons. The The police suspect them in at least 100 instances <gasps> of corpses being removed from their graves after they checked the local cemeteries and grave sites. And having eaten the people throughout those two years that they had been, or three years that they had been released from prison, or one year, I guess, one year, because 2011 plus two. Yeah. So a hundred people in a year, plus this three-year-old. Attention was brought on the brothers when a terrible stench was emanating from the home and once the neighbors realized who they were that were living next to them they called the police and they were like hey this doesn't smell like like normal cooking this is not a good smell please come check out what these cannibals are fucking eating yeah and um again it's alleged that it was made into meat curry and eaten the people now, were they feeding this to their dad and the sister? No. Uh, the dad they, and just the, the sisters, two brothers. Yeah, just the two brothers. 
and super bizarre. And one of the brothers, I want to say it's Arif, said basically blamed it all on Farman. Said, "Hey, this he was doing it all. I wasn't involved. I didn't do any of this. I didn't dig up anybody. I didn't cook anybody. I didn't eat anybody." But they okay. had some reason to believe that he was involved. Um, as a result of this new citation, um, the brothers were sentenced in an anti-terrorism court instead of an, a regular court wow. in the state of Punjab, and they were sentenced for 12 years total for their crimes. So 12 years? 12 years. That doesn't seem like a lot. So they'll serve, have served 14 years total for cannibalism. That doesn't seem like a lot. No. That seems like when they get out, they're probably going to eat more people. I mean, I guess at least, like, they weren't killing people. I mean, yeah, fair. But You had to find some <laughs> silver lining. They weren't making anybody else eat the people. They weren't, like, Jeffrey Dahmer feeding his neighbors sandwiches of mystery. Mystery people. Yeah. Or uh, Willie Pickton in Canada. Mm-hmm. Damn, that was not what I was expecting from that story. <laughs> now let's hear about your stolen body. Oh, okay. Well, you see, this is, you know what? We just did that two hour episode on fucking mermaids. And this is, this feels like a fucking breeze. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, Raya, you're Persian. I am. What do you know about ancient Persian death rituals? Not a ton, actually. <laughs> well, maybe you should start. Okay, geez. <laughs> so my story takes place in the year 2000, when on October 19th, Pakistani police were tipped off to a Karachi resident, uh, Ali Akbar, who was trying to sell a mummy on the black market for 600 million rupee, which is about 11 million U.S. dollars. In searching Akbar's residence while investigating a murder, the police discovered a video of Akbar's mummy advertisement, I guess. <laughs> Buy my mummy. Just 600 million rupee. 12 easy payments. <laughs> right. So this was in violation of Pakistani antiquity laws, and the max sentence for that is 10 years in prison. So they start to question Akbar. He says it was discovered after an earthquake near Kedah, uh, a city that's near Balakistan in Pakistan. And Akbar told authorities that the mummy was being held by a man named Wali Muhammad Riki in Balakistan. And so Riki was actually a camel breeder and the leader of a prominent tribal community. He claimed that he received the mummy from an Iranian man named Sharif Shabaki. So the remains of this mummy were handed off to experts. And at a press conference on October 26th of 2000, Pakistani archaeologist Ahmed Hassandani of um, Islamabad's Qad-e-Azam University, he claimed that the mummy seemed to be from around the year 600 BC, which is pretty fucking old. So... Pull my glasses back on here. The gilded wooden coffin was inscribed with ancient Persian script and a large uh, Faravhar image. You know what that is? That's like the weird 
thing with the wings. It sounds familiar, but I don't. I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, so it's a well-known symbol of Iran and the Zoroastrianism. Oh, the the eagle, the big yeah. bird. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it so that was the primary religion before Islam, and so it was depicted on a lot of the tombs of the Achaemenid kings. Achaemenid. So it was like a royal thing. Okay. So the body was laying on top of a bed of wax and honey covered in a stone slab. The remains were said to be wrapped in an Egyptian style with golden cloth adorned with a golden crown and a mask and an inscribed breastplate. The inscription claimed that it was the body of Rodagoon, Rodagoon, the daughter of Xerxes the first of Persia and membered of that dynasty. It said, I am the daughter of the great King Xerxes. Mazreka, protect me. I am Rodagoon. I am. So it was also speculated that she might have been an Egyptian princess married to a Persian prince or the daughter of a king or the King Cyrus, uh, the great and so that was why she was a mummy, because mummies had not really been encountered in Persia before. And that was primarily an Egyptian thing. Yeah. So at this point, the Pakistani government takes the corpse. And Iran was like, yo, uh, could we have that back? If it's Persian, it's ours. She's one of ours. Yeah. It's Persian princess. That's ours. Um, Pakistan's archaeological department said that it belonged to Pakistan because... It was found in uh, Balakistan. And the Taliban of Afghanistan also was like, hey, we want that too. Can we have that? (laughs) Just because. The people in Quetta were like, hey, that was over here. Can we have that? So yeah, everybody wanted this goddamn money. So while all of this is going on, American archaeologist and expert in ancient Persian antiquities, Oscar White Muscarella was like, hey, I saw pictures of this mummy like just a few months ago. Just P.S. Because you see, he had been approached by a man named Amanala Rigi, a contact of the seller, the anonymous seller, to see if Oscar would make an offer. It was claimed that at the time the owners were this Zoroastrian family. The dealer sent a piece of the coffin to be carbon dated because Muscarella is an archaeologist and he's like, I ain't paying millions of dollars for this shit if it ain't real. Yeah, he knows what he's actually looking for. Yeah, and the weird thing, is, like, he's one of those, he's had a lot of issues where he's really at odds with other archaeologists and he's like, agent discoveries are being pilfered and leaving these historical areas void of history and stripped of their value. So he's kind of like the anti-Indiana Jones. So it was weird for me to see that they came to him anyway yeah anyway so they said they sent him a piece of the coffin and from its analysis it seemed that the coffin was only about 250 years old i mean it kind of makes sense that they would reach out to him if they were trying to figure out like also partially where it should go like maybe it was a way to sort of determine he's not gonna have a horse in the race of making money off of it so 250 years old so he he's like this is a forgery 
Yeah. Instantly. So my thing is, if it's a forgery, why are you sending it to the literal fucking expert on Persian <laughs> antiquities? That's my question. I mean, if they're really confident that it's real, I mean, there's so many forged art pieces and stuff that That's end fair. up getting analyzed by the world's best and it's like no that's not a van gogh like that's not the missing painting that the nazis yeah. stole or whatever so he suspected the forgery he severs contact with the seller and then he reports the incident to interpol through the fbi so pakistani professor donny who i uh, ahmad donny uh studied the mummy and discovered that it was gasp not as old as the coffin was. So the coffin was older than the body. Yes. And then neither one were as old as they were claiming. Yes. Neither of them were the 2,600 year old situation that they were supposed to be. So he discovers that the mat below the body was actually only about five years old. Oh, jeez. So he contacts Asma Ab. Ibrahim, Ibrahim. Uh, well, she's at the National Museum of Pakistan, and she investigates even further. Uh, and by the way, while all this is going on, Iran and the Taliban are both like, "Hey, we want that still." Um, so, FYI. So it's discovered that the inscribed breastplate was not written in a grammatically correct way. <laughs> Instead, uh, the the Persian form of Cersei's daughter's name was Wardwan. Oh, shit. You should be reading this. Um, Wardaguana. The Greek version. Her was name Rodagoon. was. Her name was Ward Iguana. <laughs> Ward. It's W A R D E G A U N A. Wardagana. Wardagana. Okay. Because I definitely. Wardagona. Heard. I definitely maybe. heard war iguana. Maybe it was war iguana. I don't know. But <laughs> the Greek is what they wrote, which is Rodigun. So definitely so, not the right name for so, the daughter of Circe's. Yeah. Which so, makes sense. Like if they were going to pick a, a important person to Persian culture to have this be the daughter of, yep. it definitely makes sense that it would be Circe. <laughs> So a CAT scan and an X-ray further proved that the mummification had not been done per Egyptian standards uh, because the heart was removed. And in Egyptian, you know, when the Egyptians took out your bits, they they left the heart um, and was much younger than claimed. The tendons were still intact. So Ibrahim uh, published her report on the matter in 2001. The so-called Persian princess was 21 to 25 years old and had died, died around 1996. Possibly killed in a car accident because, or like she was hit by a car because she had so much blunt force trauma to the lower back and pelvic region. Her teeth had been removed. Her hair and body had been bleached. And her body was filled with modern drying agents like sodium chloride. So definitely not a real mummy. Definitely not a real mummy. So the Edhi Foundation is a nonprofit social welfare organization in Pakistan. They took the body. And in, I think it was 2005, they were like, we want to inter this body. We want to make sure she gets proper, proper burial rights. 
Um, but the police had opened a murder investigation because they were like, either this lady was pulled out of a grave very quickly and like because you start a mummification process like immediately yeah uh and she was at least at the point where she was believable enough to get past a university so she was either very freshly taken out of a grave or had been killed and then used to do this yeah um but the weird thing is this was, th- I mean, this had to be a team effort because you needed somebody with enough knowledge of anatomy and embalming techniques to do the m- mummification. You had to have somebody who could work with stone to make the slab to go over the top of the coffin. You needed a woodworker or cabinet maker or something to make the coffin. You needed a goldsmith for the crown and the the breastplate and everything like that. And then at the very least, you need somebody with knowledge of a little bit of ancient language because they... I mean, it took them almost an entire year to realize that the gr- the grammar was wrong. That it was grammatically incorrect. Yeah. Um, but the woman was never identified. And and weirdly, they were never able to find the Iranian guy, Sharif Shabaki. They never found him. Hmm. And this mysterious Iranian guy just gave a corpse to somebody and was never seen again. Well, I mean... Maybe he wasn't supposed to give the corpse to somebody. <laughs> Maybe he was made up. I don't know. But that was uh, that was the weird part to me. It was like, first of all, they never figured out who this woman was. And also, they never figured out how that it actually came into the possession of this tribal leader and this murder suspect. Because <laughs> I love that he was being investigated for a murder prior to all of this. Yeah. It seems to me like it's pretty suspicious. It was like the perfect moment. I'm leaning in just the right way, looking at the camera, and lean in and nod and say suspicious. No, it seems fishy to me that he was being, his home was being raided for a murder investigation. And they don't go, hey, maybe this fucker killed her. Yeah. I mean. Idiots. What do you think <laughs> happened? So sassy, this attitude. So yeah, that's my story of the Persian princess. And the uh, mummy of Pakistan. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it makes sense as to why they would be trying this elaborate forgery. I mean, because you make $11 million, like, you can just disappear and go wherever. It's like, by the time they figure out that this is a forgery, you're already gone. That was the intention, at least. One of my favorite things is that they originally were asking for... One billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all didn't see it, but I did the Dr. Evil thing. I made it real dramatic. She did. Um, but yeah, so they originally wanted a billion dollars and like nobody was touching that. They were just like, no, fuck, I'm not paying you that money. It doesn't matter who this bitch is. <laughs> like, um, also, oh, I didn't I didn't mention this. They found graphite pencil markings on the coffin (laughs) of like where to carve out the the letters for the inscription i mean i don't know about you but i'm pretty sure that graphite pencils good old number twos (laughs) good old (laughs) ticonderogas were uh, got my mechanical bick ready to go were frequently used in ancient persia i mean you would know yeah i mean ticonderoga is a persian word clearly 
You were there. Don't tell everybody my ageless secrets. <laughs> She's bathing in the blood of virgins. What I do in my private personal life <laughs> is none of your business. <laughs> Man, this was a short episode. I feel like we should uh we should do something. Like what? Like uh talk about something else. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. It just feels really short, and we're not even at a half hour yet. Well, what do you want to talk about? I said I don't know. These boots, they're real cute. I got some new boots today. Did you see that last episode of Unis on us? Yeah. Well, anyway, I guess we're going to end it at the 30-minute mark. So, sorry about that, folks. Have a have a fantastic weekend. Guess we'll uh, sign off now. Oh, we no. have we have a whole ending to do. Why I'm working you... on it. I'm getting there. Okay. Uh, so thanks for joining us on this <laughs> exceptionally short episode today as we explore the strange and unusual stories from Pakistan. I don't know. It feels like when we go to these like smaller i don't want to say lesser developed countries but that's the only word i can really think of you don't find quite as much um well i mean i i could have i i found other stories that were like had a way higher body count (laughs) i just thought that this one was more interesting so i mean it was was shorter uh but next week we will be talking about the strange and unusual in israel uh so we hope that you will join us uh reach out to us with your experiences we want to hear your stories your questions and your feedback send us an email at strange unusual podcast at gmail.com if you're sending a story we just ask that you put listener story in the subject line so we can get through those a little more easily have you ever lived next to cannibals have you ever lived next to a fake money or money forger for <laughs> the rural gerber <laughs> you can also find us on instagram at strained underscore unusual underscore podcast or our personal accounts roy rampage and calamity casey where we post the weird shit in our personal lives we do you can find us on twitter at underscore strange unusual at calamity casey and at roy rampage We're also on Facebook. Just search for The Strange and Unusual Podcast. If you'd like, you can join us over on Patreon.com slash Strange and Unusual and help support the podcast and enjoy some of our special uh, bonus episodes on there as well as occasionally early access to episodes, access to our Discord, access to polls that we post on where we're going or what we should talk about for our fives episodes when we talk about something together. However, we completely understand right now with the state of the world as it is that you might not be able to financially support us. But what you can do instead is like, share, and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Um, If you let us know that you've left a five-star review, we'll go and read it on air also just sharing us with uh your friends and family to get more listenership to our episodes helps keep us very motivated on putting out new content oh yeah oh yeah it do (laughs) i update casey several times a day she do
And I always go, yee <laughs> Oh, Florida. That's what we should do when we run out of time, right? We should just start reading Florida man stories. <laughs> Here, okay, find some Florida man stories, because I'm going to have to edit out, like, so much of everything that just happened. October 6, 2014. Florida man wears fuck the police shirt to court and wins the case. Oh, man. April 20 I'm sorry April 30th 2014 Florida man attacked during selfie with squirrel serves him right Florida man in no seriously I have drugs t-shirt arrested for possession of drugs <laughs> March 13 2015 Florida man suspected of using private plane to draw a giant radar penis <laughs> February 8th 2016 Florida man charged with assault with a deadly weapon after throwing alligator through Wendy's drive through window. Jesus, can you imagine being the poor person? On the other side of that fucking window. No. On the other side of that fucking alligator. Oh, man. This one's good. March 21st, 2018. Florida man steals a car, realizes a baby is in it, drops baby off safely, and makes his getaway. Hey, good guy Florida man. Florida cop claims Burger King put dirt in his food. Investigation reveals it was seasoning. <laughs> the comment is, I bet this guy's really good at solving crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of gun owners in Florida planning to shoot down Hurricane Irma. I bet they'll succeed. Florida man gets tired of waiting at hospital, steals ambulance, drives home. You know what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man tries to rob GameStop while wearing transparent bag on his fit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like looking at the picture. Bags on his head. Basically, it looks like a. It looks like. It looks like from this photo, you know, like when you see a case of water and it's like surrounded by the plastic. Yeah. It looks like that, but his face is coming out of the side where it's open for the plastic. <laughs> Florida man breaks into jail to hang out with friends. Florida man apparently painting anti-Hillary message on Tampa Bay crabs. <laughs> Florida man hides in swamp after high-speed police chase gets stuck and licked by police dog. Florida man who turned to run to Bermuda in inflatable bubble rescued by Coast Guard. <laughs> Again. Again. That's a good one to end on. <laughs> Okay. Uh, like, oh god, Ted's out in the human bubble again. This one sounds like AJ. You don't have to include this one, but this one sounds like when AJ's 80 years old and stops giving fucks. Florida man denies drinking and driving, says he only swigged bourbon at stop signs. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically... <laughs> All right, I will, uh, let's do a bye. That way you have it for the end, I guess. Okay. But... Bye. bye. <laughs>